for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it and we're live all right welcome everybody this is the reality czars podcast and i'm your host nate and tony's going to join us in a minute and we have moral bob on uh bob you want to tell everybody who you are and where they can find you yeah, man. Uh, you can find my podcast, Hidden in Plain Sight, on all your podcatchers. Uh, I'm on Instagram at the Moral Bob. I'm on Facebook at Moral Bob, but I'm currently uh, I'm currently under two consecutive 30 day bans, so I'm not going to be back on for like 54 days. Uh, and that's about it. I'm not allowed anywhere else. So, all right, man. Uh, <laughs> So I heard you on, who's the guy that I heard you on? I heard you on somebody's podcast uh, a while ago, and you guys were discussing Flat Earth. And I got to be honest with you, whenever Flat Earth is brought up, I would always tune out. Like, uh, I just wasn't, I didn't know anything about it, really. I looked into it, and every other person that I had listened to wasn't very convincing or sounded kind of like a nut. And yeah. I heard you on, oh, man, who the fuck's podcast was that? I want to give them a fucking shout out. Uh, but anyways, I heard you on there. Uh, he wasn't very nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> was it William Ramsey? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not too worried about William Ramsey. He's an interesting cat, man. I actually do want to talk to him. He just wrote that book about Saturn. And I've mm-hmm. been like, uh, dude, I'm obsessed with that shit. I really want to get down with that. So I'm going to reach out to him one of these points. But I heard you on his show. And, dude, I, I had a hard time refuting anything you said. And I was like, man, I, you gave the best case for Flat Earth that I'd heard. Well, thanks, man. That's exactly what I want it to be. I, I want it to be irrefutable. I want it, I want it to be so irrefutable that when people hear it, they go, wait. Uh, yep. That's uh, what happened to me, what, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck, he's right. Uh, then, then I heard you in. Uh, to my on my homie show. Uh, shout out to Adam from Deborah Gets Red Pilled. I heard yeah, you man. talking to Deborah, And uh, yeah, man. I, so I hit you up. I saw that you were on fucking Telegram and I hit you up. And so here you are. And uh, Thanks for having me, dude. Absolutely, brother. So I, even if you don't convince me today, which you might, I'm already halfway there. I, I want to, dude, for my audience, I don't know how many of these guys are flat earthers or not. Dude, make the case. Uh, it's really easy, man. Like, I, I, I have been able to isolate a single thing that proves we live on a flat plane. Um, you know, Flat Earth Dave is awesome. He's got a brilliant presentation, but it just goes over people's heads. Like you said, like uh, like I, when I first heard Flat Earth, um, I was the same way. I was just like, eh, what? Like I was agnostic to it, but I was just like, whatever, who cares, right? Um, and then I heard Flat Earth Dave, and he made me start questioning some things. And the same with uh, with mud flood stuff is I heard first time I heard mud flood stuff, I was like, space lasers from Mars, seriously? Like I, I can't with this shit. Um, so, and then I heard somebody that was actually, you know, credible and had a good, had a good argument. And so I started looking into it and, and went down the rabbit hole, but the, the best way to do it is to present it with a single thing that is, that it can't be questioned. 
um, scientifically, mathematically, or anything. So all I tell people is everything is parallel. Everything so Tony, shares we're the same level. Starting here. Right. So Tony just jumped on. Tony, we're just starting here. Moral Bob is about to fucking red pill us. All right. <laughs> you ready, buddy? Yeah, really. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. Uh, what's up, Tony? I'm Bob. How you doing, man? Round pilling us. Round pilling us. Uh, flat pilling us. Flat pilling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really simple, man. Everything's parallel. Everything shares the same level. So when you look across a city, when you, you know, when you look around, if you're up on like a, an elevated plane and you look around and you see buildings and water towers and cell phone towers, they're all parallel. You can look at them all and you go, yep, those are parallel. Um, and that's it's game over, man, because the, the curve over just 10 miles should be observable like you should be able to see it and it and a ball curves in all directions so you should be able to see it at just like a 10 mile stretch of the horizon you should see a curve and you don't it's flat as shit like it's it's that simple i mean i could get into a bunch of shit that doesn't make sense um like stars never change and you know if if tilt during the winter is what gave us cold then you know it would be freezing every night and you know i I can go deep on a lot of different shit um but you don't have to like i've just gotten to the that one thing that just everything is measurably and observably parallel and i mean you there is no physical evidence that we're spinning or moving there is yeah so as far as like the flat earth goes um I don't, I'm still agnostic about it, but that is fucking, that is really fucking fascinating. And I am going to have to, the next time I go to Portland, it's probably tomorrow. I'll fucking take a look. Uh, (laughs) Just look uh, around. Just look. That's all you got to do, man. Uh, What I do know for sure is that everything we ever hear come out of fucking NASA's mouth is a lie. mm -hmm. And so that was the big thing for me. It was like, whenever I heard a flat earther, talk they could point out a million fucking holes in the in the mainstream narrative and that doesn't necessarily mean that the flat earther is correct but we are definitely being lied to sure and i'm i'm a big fan of simulation theory and somebody made a point on a podcast the other day they said look if we are in a simulation then the easiest algorithm to recreate would be a flat plane you know, if you're if you're in a simulation, why go through the code writing of creating a sphere when you can just have it be a flat plane? Um, and I was like, dude, that's a Brad point that I can just add into, you know, simulation theory. That's true, man. So I I am curious um, because I'll look at the moon or something like mm-hmm. that, and I can tell that it's round. Why are we flat and the moon is round? Well, looking up, I'm, I'm going to be asking you some real sure. fucking no, basic no, I'll questions. Take, uh, no, I, I'm okay with basic questions. <laughs> yeah, because I need to be talked least, to like I'm a toddler. <laughs> you're at least giving me observational questions, which is fine. I mean, I've heard these a lot, but you know, but some people haven't. So um, this is so, probably going to so, be like a libertarian being asked, but who would pay for the roads? Right. You know. So, <laughs> um, so looking up to describe the shape of what you're standing on is kind of a little nonsensical, not to be insulting. Um, but looking up and going, well, that's round. So this has to be round. It, it doesn't necessarily hold water, right? Like we don't do that with any other object. 
we don't look at something else to tell you what this other object is. Like, sure, but never like the other things that we observe in the sky are round. Like well, we they're see circular. The sun, we see, yeah, right. Okay, they're circular. They're circular. Are they? Are they balls of? I think they're balls of energy, and I do think they're spherical. But from our perspective, we don't know that they're spherical. Have you ever seen the backside of the moon or the other side of the sun? No. No. So, how do you know it's there? You don't. So I like I I don't I try to stay in the in into observable reality with this stuff, right? Because anybody can appeal to authority and be like, well, NASA said that blah blah blah, or I, you know, they said that there's a, a picture of the earth from the moon or whatever. So I try to stay just in observable, provable reality, you know, shit that's provable and repeatable. And so we don't know what the moon is. We don't know if it's flat or round or, or hollow or egg shape or a fucking spaceship with a cloak on it. Like we don't fucking know. It's just an object in the sky that casts light and goes through phases. Um, and some say that it's actually a reflection of the flat earth in some way. And there's some maps that you can hold up to the dark spots of it. And it kind of lines up, but I'm not really there yet. Um, but it's interesting. So, you know, I, I don't know what the moon is. I, I, I mean, I think it could be hollow. I think it could be a man-made creation possibly. So who knows? It doesn't, it being round, it being a sphere doesn't prove anything. It could just be a sphere in our sky under the firmament that gives us light during the night, like the Bible says, because the Bible says that God created uh, a light for the day and a lesser night, a light for night, so we could see at night. Um, and the lesser light that was created could just be the moon, and it's there for phases because the sky's a clock, right? So the sun keeps track of our days, the moon keeps track of the weeks, and the, the stars keep track of the months, and it's repeatable and predictable. Like you can predict this out how, how it goes and you, you can actually predict what the stars, sun and moon are going to be doing in 10 years. Um, and in 10 years, it will be exactly what you predicted uh, because it just repeats on a cycle and it has forever, um, which completely disproves the get the, the expanding universe theory it, because the stars never change. So we're obviously not moving. And there's no measurable spin to us. So all we can all we could logically deduce is that the stars and the celestial beings above us are spinning. What they are, how they got there, who put them there, and why they're there, who fucking knows. Interesting. So Moral Bob, uh, tell me a little bit about your so I want to know a little bit about your background. Are you uh are you religious, spiritual? Uh tell me about your politics. Like who is Moral Bob? Um, I, I started out, I was raised kind of Methodist Christian going to church all the time, went to church camps in the summer and shit like that. And then I got old enough that, you know, discovery had, had kind of come about and there were, you know, history shows and whatnot on discovery. And I was in my early teens. It was like the early nineties and I'm watching shit like ancient aliens and other shit about pyramids and whatnot. And, I'm reading books and I'm going, you know what? This stuff doesn't really make sense. It doesn't line up with what I've been told in church. And I, I just, uh, I'm just not falling for this shit anymore. And so I kind of became agnostic. And then as my learning continued, I, I became an atheist for a while. It's just like, man, there's no fucking God. That's bullshit. Um, 
and I well, I didn't necessarily believe the Big Bang either, so I was in this really weird place of I don't know. Um, but I was like, but there's for sure not a fucking God because you know horrible shit happens and whatever. So, um, but then recently, just in the past few years, through research and <clears throat> not being able to explain some things like the sky being a fucking clock, like how did that just happen? You know, like, so something had to create it. And I, you know, doing research about the Sumerian cuneiform tablets and the Anunnaki, I was like, okay, so there are gods, but it's plural. And, you know, that can also just be a name for something we don't understand. Uh, it could possibly just be a technology we don't understand. Maybe not necessarily a, a higher being, but they just have technology we don't understand. So we call them gods. Um, but so then I, I kind of became a polytheist um, and I I was just kind of happy there and didn't think it was that big of a deal. There weren't a ton of podcasts. So I, I listened mostly to political podcasts for a really long time. And then I was like, well, I can do a fucking political podcast. I can be as just as good as these guys. And I, I bet I could have a little bit more interesting to say um, because I see things a little different than these mainstream dudes. Um, so I started my podcast. It was called Conversations About Freedom, and it was a political podcast. And then just through my journey, I just got away from that, found out everything was horseshit, and changed the name of my podcast to Hidden in Plain Sight because everything is right fucking there, man. Everything is right in front of us. It's literally in front of our faces all day, every single day. They tell us everything. Um, and I had just gone down too many rabbit holes and now I really don't even care about politics. Like, fuck that shit. It's just theater. It's meant to distract and divide. So I don't even really pay yeah. attention to it except to just kind of know what's coming. Um, I feel that man. So, and like I said, I'm, I'm a family man. I got four kids and a amazing wife and we do, um, we do a, a, not a podcast, but we do some videos on Instagram and shit about marriage and that's pretty much me, man. I'm trying to get the fuck out of the city. I'm trying to homestead and get completely off the grid and independent. And one of these days, new thing I'm working on, so everybody stay tuned, is I'm working on getting together kind of a tutorial on how to make yourself a legal sovereign citizen, kind of like the Amish, where you'd sever all ties with the American government and you no longer be holding to their authority. So... Stay tuned for that. Have I'm you in, done that yeah. yourself yet? or Not yet. No, I'm in the works. I'm getting connected with people that have done it. Um, and I'm hoping to have it done by the end of this year. And I want to put it in like a PDF or something, just a little instructional thing on with resources and steps and, and contacts if needed that can get you through the process. You know, how much it's going to cost, like all broken down in one spot so where I can just give it out to everybody and people can take it and become sovereign citizens. And hopefully we can, we can start kind of a fund and help people that can't afford it. If it, if there's a, a monetary, you know, amount to it, which there will be to file legal paperwork. So I'd like to also start a fund to help people that want to do it, but can't financially. So. That's cool, man. When, when you get that together, we're going to have to have you come back on because I, I want to push it, and then I also want to learn from it. So Fuck yeah, dude. And, and there's a way. So there's, you know, the thing about this stupid-ass government that we have is that uh, 
like there's loopholes to everything. They build in loopholes for their fucking friends, but the loopholes are there. You just don't know about them. So it's finding those loopholes to be able to get around all of that stuff. And because they don't really have any authority over us as just humans, they have no authority over us. You get a birth certificate that ties you to the government. You get your social security card that ties you to the government. The first W-2 you sign that ties you to the government. Your driver's license ties you to the government. You know, so all of these things that you do, you're engaging in contract with the government. So you have to go through and eliminate all of those ties. And then you're no longer a property of the government and you can tell them to fuck off. Do you have any thoughts on why that is? It just, it blows my mind that I think that you're right, but that you can just opt out and they will let you, even though they're doing so much to control us. Mm-hmm. But somehow, like, they, like, what is the piece that they need our consent? Like, that's the part that just blows my mind sometimes. Yeah, I don't know if that's some just inner order that they have in the occult that rules everything. That it, even if it's manufactured consent, they need consent in some way. Um, but they do. Um, for whatever reason, you know, whether it's their you know, the God that rules over them, that gave them rules, or whether it's some moral code they have in their occult or whatever, they have to give us choice. They have to. And so once you realize there's a way to remove your consent that you didn't even know you were giving, they have to allow it. They can't stop. They can, they can try to dissuade you and they can try to stop you. Um, but if you get it done, they can't say no. And they're almost like fucking vampires, man. There's rules mm. to their to their rule. I think they I think vampires are an allegory for the controllers of the world. It, that they just suck people dry and live like just suck the life out of people and that's what gives them life. I think it's just an allegory. The vampires are just the people that control the world. Yeah, yeah they're man. portrayed aristocratically. Right. Yeah, and super gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some. not always, but yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of interview with the vampire vampires right now. Yeah, I mean the ones from what kind of sexy, kind of gay. What was the one that the chicks all loved? That was like Twilight, I and mean, they're yeah, all sparkly. Was, those were pretty gay too. So maybe vampires. <laughs> what the fuck are just were their names? Gay. What were their names? Uh, There's the. Are you team what's his name or team what's his yeah, name for your team? <laughs> even if I knew, I wouldn't say that I, yeah. I knew. But I don't remember. That was a while ago. The werewolf guy was way hotter. Well, it's kind if of you're in, this guy if you're into that guy's old yeah. days going out with some chick from high school. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's, yeah, well, uh, every girl I knew, uh, especially yeah, when I was around that age, they were all reading the Twilight novels and ugh, garbage. Yeah, that's the only reason guys <laughs> like that stuff. It's just so they can talk to the chicks about it. You know, dudes aren't really into it. It's just like, wait, what are the girls like? Okay, I need to get into that. Or you at least need to know like this much about it so that you right. can. <laughs> you got to at least sound like you know what you're talking about. You get the Cliff Notes version, you're fine. Team Edward, that's the vampire. 
and I don't oh. remember. Is it the other way around? No, I, I, oh. I think I, that yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah, Team Edward or Team Werewolf, asshole. Whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> so, Moral Bob, let's talk. Uh, I mean, we can talk about whatever, man. I, I brought you on here to talk about Flat Earth, but we man, can talk like Saturnian can. cults. We can talk about like... Yeah. Yeah, what I what mean it all into, it's man? it's all relative it, like and it's all it's all tied together, right? Like um so, you know, people ask why the lie. And it's like, well, it's to hide the truth, it's to get you to not believe yourself, it's to appeal to authority so they can just paint this theater because once you're in deep enough in the lie, man, they control your entire reality. Um so uh you know, it's it, it's a lie for a reason, but I tell people that you can't understand the reason until you see the lie, right? Like, you can't just jump to the reason. Um, but uh, it does seem that it's a, a, a Saturn cult that is kind of controlling everything. When you start looking for symbolism and stuff, man, it's freaking everywhere. I blew my wife's mind the other day um, when I told her Taylor Swift was part of the Illuminati and told her to start paying attention and you know, Taylor Swift has some some black and white checkered fucking dress that she's wearing, and she mentions Saturn in some of her songs. And and my wife was like, "What the fuck?" Yep. <laughs> like, like I told you, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's like, in like, plain sight. Like you can you can still like it. That's fine. I still like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin, even though I know they're full of shit. So you know, it is what it is. It's not. It doesn't mean you have to stop listening to it. You just notice, just recognize it. Um, but yeah, man, when you start looking, the shit is everywhere. Everywhere. Go ahead, so. Well, I was just to say, like, part of me does feel like a lot of it is trolling. And I think some of it's real. And it's just hard to tell. Right. Because it's so easy to get attention, and especially in an attention economy. And if you're Taylor Swift, you know how to get attention. Mm-hmm. You know that if I do this thing with my eye, then all of a sudden I'm going to get a f- fuck load of downloads and people do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Illuminati like that's just like an okay symbol in some ways, right? Like it's just this thing that people do. Right. And, and it's hard to know, you know, like, like in, in our community, the whole, there's been some shit about Sam Tripoli going around because he uses a lot of symbolism and it's like, is he using it because he's part of it or is he using it as kind of like a spoof, you know, like he just knows all the symbolism. So he just puts it in there to just kind of fuck around. Like it's hard to know. Well, also what's the symbolism that we don't know, right? Like, like if you're using symbolism to communicate, then you're not doing stuff that everyone knows. You're not doing a big Illuminati eye. You got some weird thing that no one knows about. And that's, yeah. like, I don't know what that is. Well, it, you when you see a lot of the big-name people all doing the same stuff, like, there's there starts to be patterns. Um, and then when you see a new one that somebody's like, I think this is a hand sign. And then you start looking into those. Cause there's, there's, a, there's tons of different little hand signs and shit that they all do. Um, and it's just like, man, it, it's just too much to be a coincidence. It means something. Right. And again, it's, it, it goes to why are they doing it? Like they don't have to, they could hide. Like, is it another thing where they have to put it out there for you to see and connect? 
because it's more of that freedom of choice that they have to put it out there because they could easily just not do the symbolism and still have the same control and power. Like, is it ego or is it some rule that they live by? Yeah, I, I tend to think it has to be some sort of rule that they have to live by. But yeah, I mean, because if they wanted to hide everything, they could. And yet they put symbolism in everything and, and is is putting the symbol in is symbolism in everything. Is it somehow also manifesting energy? And then they get to feed on that energy. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It could be part of the ritual. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right. So yeah. it's just hard to fucking say, you know. So I just I just try to notice it and toy around with why it would be there. You know, it's just like they've reset history, but they left little trinkets of of shit from the time before. And it's like, were they not able to rewrite everything or did they leave that shit for a reason? So, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to think that uh, whoever's in charge now, definitely, I don't think that they have the same type of, either they don't have the same technology or they've lost most of it. Like, I, I tend to think that, like, whoever the elites are that are in charge now, um, hmm, I think that there was probably some giant fall. Right. If we're talking about like Atlantis and we're talking about like some uh, some type of ancient technologies, some really interesting things. And I think that probably uh, these elites found some of them and they're trying to recreate them and they're using them and they probably don't even understand most of them. Yeah. Um, So I I, I think it could be that Um, it could be that like maybe when they reset everything, they have to wipe everything out. And that some shit gets missed, but they have to wipe out everybody's technology because technology is working against them. So they even have to delete their technology and build from scratch again. Um, but maybe they don't, and they only reveal they they only reset history and delete our technology, and they hold on to theirs, but they only release it as people get ready for it. So what they're in is a constant state of basically painting the path in front of the people so they can get to the point to where they can use the technology, the the high-end technology again. Um, But who fucking knows again? I'm also fascinated by like, let's say that they have these crazy wild technologies and we know they have some fucking nutty shit. We absolutely know they do. Why don't they just do, why don't they just do an all out like conquer and control? Well, again, I think it's it has to do with consent and, you know, like them pay, like telling us what's going to happen. I, I think it has to be some kind of choice. They can't just rule by fist. I mean, they can in a way, but it still has to be manufactured consent. To the yeah, and possibly they would have so much resistance and maybe even resistance within themselves because, I mean, how many people can actually rule? And they're, they're going to need... Right. Yeah. And I, I think that maybe what happens is the one the, the people just keep pushing for more and more power and more and more power, and then it starts to crumble. It starts to fall apart. People start waking up to all of it. And then there's a giant revolution and they just fucking whap! hit the reset button before it gets too hairy, you know, and wipe everything out, kind of do the little men in black flashy thingy, 
you know, and just wipe everybody um, and reset shit. Uh, so it feels they... like the last hard reset was around what, like the la- like the around the 1900s or so. I would say 1800s, they... probably mid 1800s. Late... Okay, yeah, because uh, I, I think the Civil War either either was the battle that initiated the reset, um, or it was completely fabricated to mask the reset. Um, but I don't know. I think it's, I you know, I don't trust any history. If it's presented to us in the mainstream way, I, I think it's bullshit. Um, so I don't believe that the Civil War happened the way that they told us. I don't believe any of the history that, that happened well, basically before, like, the 1930s happened the way they say it did. To me, dude, I think that that's probably the most tragic thing <laughs> in my personal life because I was obsessed with history, dude. I would fucking read history textbooks like nuts when I was a kid. Ooh. I wanted to know all fucking about it. And then I don't know where I, I mean, eventually I started getting, you know, history is written by the victors, but like maybe three, four years ago is like when I started to see the way they were painting the present and the way they were like, that, like, because right now, Right now, like January 6th is going to be looked at like an insurrection, like from it's going to be in textbooks. It's going to be what kids learn. They're going to fucking think that this was like this giant uprising and it's going to, you know what I mean? And so we all know that it was a goddamn joke and it was a bunch of hillbillies that ran in there and had had a good time. They were actually led inside and Mm. they were like torn around. Somebody (laughs) took a shit on Nancy Pelosi's desk and had a great time. Like it sounded like it sounded like a ball. Yeah. How anybody <laughs> thinks that was anything memorable or insurrectionist, you've got to be completely fucking insane. Yeah. Like, you're not a sta- mentally stable person. If you look at January 6th, if you look at all the facts and you go, oh my God, they tried to overthrow the government. Ah, oh, it's white supremacist. Like, you're a crazy person. Like, batshit fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, but people who believe that don't believe it. They just they're just compliant and whatever it is. Like I'll believe I, you I whatever a, you say. I think a lot of people are do believe that it was whatever CNN told them it was. Well, yeah, I just feel like they believe CNN, but like like they didn't examine it. They didn't right. Like, like yeah. the thing that they, right. they're not doing that. They're not part of the process of like, do I understand this? Do I believe this? It's just like right. It comes from a credible source, which is CNN. Therefore, I believe it. <laughs> to me, that yeah, exactly. to me, that's is like uh, that's the most white pilling thing that I've seen in a long time. Is just the mass distrust of the media and them their their credibility just crumbling, man. I mean, even just in the last couple days, we've seen yep. uh, with with Zucker getting kicked out and having these affairs and protecting the Cuomo's and doing all this wacky fucking crazy shit man they're losing they're losing the narrative pretty hard i think that's all controlled too though just like this trucker shit in canada it's Tell all me about it. controlled what like part of it uh, the trucker stuff all yeah of it. i mean i'm sure there's some people that actually think they're doing something <laughs> but elon musk is creating uh self-driving semis this is and now you're seeing everywhere you go um, you'll pull up websites or you'll go to restaurants or whatever, and it'll say, due to nas- nationwide supply chain issues, blah, 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 blah. It's just being controlled to usher in self-driving freaking semi-trucks that can be God controlled damn it, by the Bob. 
That's all it I is. was feeling good about that. <laughs> You're <No>. fucking right. <laughs> I feel the same way about the defund the police thing. I'm just like, yep. yeah, they're just going to bring in drones. Yeah. They're going to bring in that- drones. They're going to bring in the robot dogs. They're going to bring in a federal police force. They're going to, yeah. yeah. And what's funny is all the people that were screaming, ah, oh, defund the police. They're all saying that people's rights should be removed if you're not vaccinated. It's like, really? By who? Like, you want to get rid of the police. So who's going who's gonna to be your enforcer, dumbass? Like, well, you can also see the narrative shifting on the defund the police right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they've allowed crime to happen so hard in the inner cities there and like then you see the da saying we're not going to prosecute this that and the other and if you fucking steal less than a thousand dollars at this store then it's not a big deal and so then they're creating this outrage and they're creating like um like a justified outrage of people that live in these inner cities they're like somebody's got to do something about this you know and like murder is gone up the fucking like it's crazy right now and they and that is done on purpose and they're going to be like well this is because you guys want to defund the police and then you see uh what's his name the walking corpse uh, jay bizzle uh he was on today talking about like well actually i think that we need police you know uh like we need to stop the defunding of it and they're gonna they're gonna have the national guard or they're gonna have like you're gonna have something martial martial law Yep. You know, that's that's problem the reaction goal. solution. Yeah, the ultimate goal is to eliminate statehood, I think, and to make it, you know, where states no longer have rights and it's just all ultimately controlled by the federal government. Everything. Everything. Or global. Uh, or well, global. eventually. Yeah, but yeah. the global <laughs> government will be the government that we currently have presiding over us. It may be a couple other figureheads, but it's. It's going to be all the same actors. It'll turn into like a world union, yeah. kind of like the European mm-hmm. Union and yep. China. And, okay. Well, and I think uh, I think what's what's possibly happening is we're about to see a combination of at least a few of the major powers. Um, so the Crown, China, and America are all going to combine soon. And I think that's why China has been buying up land and businesses and shit everywhere. Is their their eventually? I think they're going to get to the point to where they just hand over all of their power to either the United States government or the United Nations or something. And then, so what the do you US think about this? Gets control of all of that shit. Well, I heard something very fucking interesting. I heard it today. I actually think um, uh, George Soros called out Xi Jinping. And he was like, he's out of control. He's a fucking t- global terrorist. He's, he's doing this. He's doing, well, to me, it's almost, I know, coming out fucking of fucking George Soros, uh, calling anyone a fucking terrorist. Uh, but to me, it's almost like maybe he was a man. I mean, he was clearly a manufactured person. He was put in there and he's been playing ball this whole time, but he might be getting too big for his britches. You know how we eventually took out. You know how we eventually took out like Muammar Gaddafi. We eventually took out Saddam Hussein. Yeah, I think they could be gearing up to get rid of him and maybe putting a new guy in China. No, like, no, that's you don't think so? No, that he is our guy. Um, I mean, just look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden has freaking gotten paid by the Chinese government. His son has gotten paid by the Chinese government. Man, they're. they're do you think the Chinese be- government is bigger than Xi Jinping? No. Okay. No, I think the gov- Chinese government is controlled by the same people that are controlling our government. 
Like it's all the same thing. All this divisive shit is all theater. It's all fake. Yeah. This, this division between these big powers, it's all bullshit. It's it's not real. It's just there so we have an enemy. So we go, oh, well, China's the problem or Russia's the problem or, you know, Gaddafi's the problem. Gaddafi just wanted off the fucking petrodollar. So yeah. did Saddam. You know, those guys just That's wanted. That's what they got, got. Yeah. And, and their countries weren't, <laughs> weren't bad, like, comparatively to the regions around them. Dude, Gaddafi, Gaddafi's freaking country wasn't bad at all. And now look at it now. Now there's slave trade. Yeah. Like, you know, you went from this guy that was supposedly horrible and you replaced it with worse. You know, uh, Iran, we demonize Iran constantly. And I, I wonder what the deep, dark secret is there, you know, um, because Iran before America started fucking around was a very homogenous place. Um, or not homogenous, but a multicultural place. And uh, like and there were honestly, still are, man. Yeah, there was Christians and Muslims hanging out together and doing shit. Like it, was it is cool fascinating time. the places that they demonize in the in the Middle East. Because mm -hmm. think about right now, think about like Syria and think about Iran. They are the most uh, as far as like if you want to be a Christian, if you want to be a Jew, they're not going to kill you there. I mean, they don't yeah. like you. You know, I mean, they they clearly are like you know Islamists or whatever, but like they're pretty fucking accepting, dude. They'll, they'll let you have a church. They'll let you pray in there. They don't want you converting other Muslims, but like, that's fair. You know, <laughs> and any other of those countries, if you're a Christian, if you're gay, if you're this, that, and the other, they're, you're getting thrown off a fucking building. They're yep. going to bash your head in with a rock. I think, uh, I think they always wanted Iraq because of the Fertile Crescent, um, you know, where supposedly uh the garden of eden was and there was a bunch of history in that area you know if you look at all these wars man what they go after is like um strategic buildings like like whether or not it's a uh, something to do with the power grid or they go after like museums and libraries and shit and it's like why why are you going to museums and libraries Man, well, because they they want that history, man. They want anything that they have, man. If I could be a fly in the wall, if I could go visit the fucking Vatican and go through their archives and go through, <laughs> I got to do some research on the Vatican. I got to do some deeper dives. Ryan, uh, Ryan Dean, and I tried to have a conversation about the Vatican, and we ended up bouncing all over the place and only talking about the Vatican for about five minutes. So, um, welcome yeah. to my show. That's <laughs> Dude, that's all of these talks, man. It's just the way, you know, when you have a bunch of people that are like us, man, it's hard not to just kind of bounce all over the place. Fuck so, it, man. I'm extra ADHD, though. Like, I, I legit will have somebody on about a topic, and if I'm not careful, Tony's usually pretty good about keeping me on, <laughs> on track, <laughs> but I can fucking bounce everywhere. Yeah. Well, I, I, I told you about Matt Landman. Um, I had him on and I had like this list of questions and topics I wanted to talk to him about. And it just completely went a completely dif different direction. And it ended, ended up being a great podcast because I had people message me. They were like, man, I've never heard Matt Landman talk about flat earth or talk about this or talk about this. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. I like, I, I kind of wanted the typical Matt Landman episode, but a little 
more expounded on some things and we just did something completely off the wall and it was great yeah man and it actually works out pretty well that way most of the time i'll get a guest on and then we'll go on on a tangent and we'll fucking talk about something that yeah exactly we'll, yeah. we'll get on some topics that people haven't heard from this particular guest so that's the way to do it dude i got uh i got flat day flatter dave on my show specifically to talk about 9-11 um, a while back because he's awesome on 9-11 too. That guy, that guy knows his shit when it comes to 9-11 because he was, he was a deep rabbit hole diver well before he became flat earth Dave. Um, and so he's got extensive knowledge. You can talk to him about Anunnaki and ancient giants and, you know, all sorts of shit. Like Dave's cool as fuck. That's dope, man. I'm probably going to have to reach out to him too. Yeah, we're doing we're just having fun, man. We we started this podcast a little less than a year ago and we've had some really interesting guests on and this is we're just having fun. It's the way to do it, man. Fuck yeah. it. Why be serious about shit? Like you gotta well, the thing about podcasting is you have to keep it interesting or you're gonna fizzle out. Um, you know, you, you gotta think about not only what your first 10 podcasts are gonna be about, but what you know episode 200 is gonna be about. And if you don't keep it interesting, then you're going to run out of shit to talk about. <laughs> and, then, and then what do you do? Then you're just, you're circling back around and you get dull and your numbers drop. And, and then why are you doing it? Well, it has been nice and terrible. Uh, the elite have been making uh, just reality interesting. So there's never a fucking dull topic. <laughs> Yo, there's plenty of shit to talk about. Yeah. You, you have to be careful, though, not to fall into the trap of just reacting to it, too, though. Because yeah, so right. much stuff is like, you know, watching something and listening or whatever. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, it's all fucked up and it just becomes like echo chamber shit. And. It gets on repeat. Like I, I, I kind of like I have to take breaks, right? Like I don't ever listen to the news. I listen to podcasts constantly when I'm working, generally. Um, and I'm on, I'm on an extended hiatus from podcasts at the moment. Like I just got, it just got to where it was just too much information all the time. And um, I like it, and I like theories, and I, I constantly think about shit. Um, because I still do podcasts quite often. I do a couple a week at least. And so I'm still able to think about stuff, but I had to, I had to quit listening to them because you just, some of them, man, like you can get into a real dark place where you're just like, what the fuck, man? Like what, it, like, what is this even all about? Like, what are we doing? Like, I think my autism <laughs> saves me because uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm able to like fucking I'm, I'm able to go deep and look at something and I'm like, fuck, that's fucked up. But I'm looking at it from like a bird's eye view, looking down at it. You know what I mean? It's right. like <laughs> I'm able to fucking keep my sanity because I'm already insane or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think I also just uh, like it's one thing to be depressed about something for a while, but you can't just stay in that state because I think right. that. Like, if you blackpill yourself, like, that's the whole, everything that's fucked up, it's being done just to blackpill us. So if we blackpill mm -hmm. ourselves, and it's like... Yeah, and that's a dark place to be. If I was single with no kids, I, 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 <laughs> yeah. who knows I feel what you, I would dude. be doing. You know, I but feel I got, you on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, got, I got people to protect. I got, you know, people to provide for. And so I, I try to just keep it between the lines and moving forward. Yeah. Exactly, man. <laughs> so, and 
honestly, I, for me, agorism also is like, we are focused on solutions. We're like, right. all right, we see this coming. So what can we do to get around it? You know? Yeah. And, uh, Honestly, dude, I was getting black pilled there for a minute. I was really kind of, and then we have Sal come on every once in a while, and uh, the agorist, yeah, he yeah. fucking white pills the shit out of us, dude. Like Sal's he'll just go shit. on, and, yeah. Sal's great, man, and uh, it, and he's absolutely right, dude. Because like uh, that was like one thing that like we were talking about. We were like, what's the difference between an ancap and an agorist? And like, and an agorist is like an ancap sorta, except that we're like the next evolution up. Like we're like, okay, what is? So we see the state and we see what they're doing. Like, and agorists are we're like we're solution oriented. We're like, and so every new fucking tyrannical law is an opportunity for us. Right. You know, we're like, exactly. okay, we can make some money doing it, you know. Yeah, it's all about. You're going to take menthol cigarettes from us? All right. Well, we're making menthols. Making we're, menthol. selling, we're selling them on the street. Yeah. There's there's always ways around stuff. Finding a community and and getting people to trade with and do things with is always really, really key. Um, we've recently met up with some people that we, we homeschool their kid now uh, a few, at least three or four days a week, sometimes five. Um, and uh, they're at least the wife is all about, you know, uh, getting stuff from farmers markets and getting, you know, out of the system and like, she's she's hardcore man she makes all her own shit her kid is unvaccinated like our youngest um and she she doesn't do any processed foods like she only drinks raw milk like that's awesome man. like she she provides us all of her kids food because she doesn't want anything processed no fucking yeah. gmos no bullshit so she wants 100 percent control over kids food and i get it i yeah, get totally. it like and uh, that's like when we met her. Uh, I told my wife, I was like, "These are the people we need to be networking with. These are the, this is th these are the people that we need to make sure we're friends with when the fucking lights go out." <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so. yeah. I mean, and that's really all it comes down to is trying to make connections and trying to get to know your neighbors. And yeah, I mean, we we just moved out here. Uh, we we're me and my wife. We were in like kind of we weren't in Portland proper, but we were like basically in the city. We we're like in the outskirts of the city. And we moved about like 45 minutes out of the city and we bought a house out in kind of rural Oregon. Did our property taxes are way lower. We got, you know, we got a little house with a nice little chunk of chunk of land on it. And fuck yeah, dude, that's the way to go. And it's a growing trend. So, you know, I think it's, uh, I think, I think the veil is coming down. You know, we were talking um, about the hundred monkey theory yesterday and how once enough people can see, you know, and once enough people reach higher vibrations, man, it's just going to lift everybody else. You know, it's the old saying, uh, rising tide uh, raises all ships. And so eventually we're going up, but we're going to pull them up with us. Uh, so I, I think you're right. I think that, the people who aren't seeing it for what it is right now, they're putting themselves in this like psychotic state because mm -hmm. you need to do that not to see it. Right. And, I, and I think that, I yeah. think that's why there's so much mental illness in the world right now. Not like not everyone who's schizophrenic is going through this, but like there are so many people, you know, who are just blue pilled and they're fucking crazy. They're miserable. They're neurotic. 
And yeah, just well, because they're just they do not want to see. Fear is a motherfucker, man. Um, there's one of the the books, I forget which book it is, but in the Dune series of books, there's a phrase that they say it says fear is the mind killer. Um, because fear will literally melt your brain. And when you're stuck in fear for there for a certain period of time, it's almost impossible to get out of it. Like it's yeah. really, really hard to break out of that fear mindset. And so these people that are still double masking that are, you know, getting six, seven fucking shots at this point in time and getting tested all the time. These people live in this miserable hellscape of fear that they've completely fabricated for themselves but you know, and I felt sorry for him for a while, but I don't anymore. <laughs> Cause, cause yeah. Jesus, like, how are you still there, dude? Like, seriously, like, what data are you looking at? And it's this, it's this protection of ego, you know, like they're that's they part of it. it. Yeah, that's part of it. And I mean, the other part of it too is how they interact with each other. There's like this, uh, especially out here, dude. Like. I mean, you're you're near Austin-ish, right? So, I mean, I'm Pretty sure you have Austin, that fucking yeah. you you understand that too, because like we're out, we're in a West Coast bubble. Or I mean, Tony moved out, fucking Tony's on the East Coast now, but he was out here in Portland. Uh, but like, <laughs> uh, we get stuck in this West Coast bubble, dude, where we think that like everyone thinks the same. Like these fucks, man. It to me, it's fucking tragic. It's like this. Uh, they have to to be a a decent person. If they aren't boosted, then it's this weird collective mindset, and it's well, like it's, it's you're out of the club too. Right. I think it's more about virtue signaling than it is anything else. Like, um, I saw something online the other day, and it was this guy that was like, "Look, these people are going to double down on this because you know if they don't, if they admit they're wrong, they're going to have to admit that they hurt other people and that they're they were engaging in dangerous behavior." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 they no. hurt they their kids too, they, man. They don't care. They don't care about any of that shit. They don't actually care, and they prove it in their actions because they never even fucking thought about this shit. So." They, they've already proven by their actions that they don't care about other people. They don't care about the children because they did zero fucking research. What they care about is their ego. And so they have gone along with this because of their ego. They're staying in it because of their ego. They don't give a fuck who they're hurting. They just don't want to hurt themselves and their own ego. It's a narcissistic self-protection uh, mechanism <laughs> that's it that's all it is yeah it's rough man i've had a couple friends recently that uh held out for a long time and then ended up doing it recently and i was like mm. a couple of those people it, it fucking hurts when you're like especially the ones that i've had these conversations with and i'm like explaining it to them and they fucking get it like well i had a co-worker too that like he was double jabbed like every other idiot out here is and we and we've had these conversations and I've been fucking red pilling him like little by little by little every fucking day. And then he just went and got his fucking booster, dude. God and I'm it. just like, I, I, I at first I was like, what the fuck? And then I, I tried. I, I asked him why. And he's just like, I already had gone that far, man. And it, like, if I didn't do it, I would have lost. You know, you you lose your place in the pack. 
people right. would be like, why didn't you, why didn't you get your booster? You're not boosted yet. Why? You know, it's yeah. this, you might as well be wearing a MAGA hat at that point. Yep. Yeah. There's going to be a term thrown around real soon. If it's not already being turned a, a coined term and that is under vaccinated. If you're just not up on your boosters, if you got all like six, but not the seventh one, you're a fucking piece of shit. You might as well not have gotten any of them um, because you're you're part of the problem. Even though, I mean, like, there's no evidence to back up this fucking insanity, this paranoia. You know, like that's all it is. It's it's paranoia, and it's and it's been done on purpose. So, you know, feel bad for them if you want, but I don't. Um, because you stupid sons of bitches should have seen this shit well before it even hit. Like, I, I never fell for it. Not once. This whole narrative. Like, I'm just like, what is going on? Why is everybody freaking out? Were y'all not paying attention for the past, like, 40 years? Like, have you not seen this slow progression to this point And how they've tried to do different fucking viruses every few years for the past 40 damn years? Like, what the hell, man? Like, See, I think why I might have a little bit more compassion for him is because I know... Well, okay, some of them are just fucking idiot assholes, but <laughs> quite a few of them, man. Like, myself, I was fairly fucking normie. Like, as far as, like, I was a, I was a truther as far as, like, 9-11. I was a truther as far as all these other bullshit. But, like, to me, I was like, well, vaccines are good for you. I mean, it's just, like... I just thought that was the fuck... Like, my, my first son... I was I was a good Christian boy, and I was like, well, I mean, you're supposed to get circumcised, so I got my son circumcised. He got every goddamn jab that he was supposed to, and like on time, and the whole fucking thing. And luckily, he's healthy, and as far as I can tell, he's neurotypical, and he's healthy, and you know, he's fine. There were, I right. mean, I'm sure there were some ill effects, but you know, whatever, uh, you know. But uh, dude, this whole thing really fucking woke me up. I, I got lucky, man. I was listening to, like, I was I was your normie libertarian, I guess, man. I was listening to, like, Pete Quinone's show, and then uh, from there, he had Richard Grove on, and yeah. Richard Grove red-pilled the fuck out of me. From there, I found, like, uh, the Corbett Report. I found Media Monarchy. I found, like, uh, the Propaganda Report, like, all those guys, and uh, little by little by little, like, I, I fucking got it. My newest, my little baby here, he's uncut. He's fucking nice. intact. He doesn't have a single fucking jab. He's healthy and happy and smart and growing. And does he have a birth certificate? Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't know how to get out of that one because we we were home birth, hospital. brother. Yeah, yeah I mean, birth. I think the next ones are probably going to be at home. Is you know that was funny. I've been you know I was talking to people. It was like they're trying to get me to get him shots, and I'm telling them that I don't want him to have a social security number. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. So. Like I, my next kid, like I feel bad because both of my, my sons, my biological sons, I, they have shots. I was wise enough at the time that I got them their shots. I was like, Hey, we gotta, we can't just give them the batteries, you know, where it's just fucking 15 doses in one shot. Like I yeah. at least was wise enough at the time that I was like, okay, we're spreading this shit out. Like I, we're not doing this all at once because I know that's when there's a buildup and you know, then the body can't filter it out. And that's when shit can go bad is when they get them yeah. all at the same time. 
Um, so I spread them all out. Uh, but luckily, you know, I, I stopped vaccinating my oldest son at six. Um, my youngest son right now uh, got his last vaccine when he was like four. And it was it wasn't something I was on board with at the time. Uh, he's five, almost six now. Um, and uh, when it, his mom and I had already separated and she got him the shot. And I was like, dude, what the yeah. fuck, man? Like it was some yeah. and it was like another MMR or TDAP. And I was like, he already got those. Yeah. Like, why is he getting them again? Like, he just got those like three years ago. Why is he getting it? Why does he have to get them again? You know, like, like, like I already knew he didn't need to get them, but I was trying to logically wake her up. Like, look, he's already had these. Like, this is dumb. Yeah, um, that was a big part of my first. I mean, my my oldest here is because he was with, uh, you know, when I was a teenager and his mom at the time was, you know, she was normie as shit. So I, I'm lucky my my wife now is fucking she's brilliant. She's smart. She knows this shit. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, I can't wait. My our next kid is gonna be uncircumcised, home birth, no birth certificate, no social security, natural born, sovereign citizen, never oh, being yeah. tied to the government ever, <laughs> um, and just fuck you. <laughs> like, yep. like, nah, you don't get any part of this child. Fuck off. Like, we're hey, done. man, brother. So yeah, man. Oh, yeah, tying yourself to the government is the worst thing you can do. So hopefully y'all pay attention in the next year. It'll be in the next year. I've got to get through a custody battle because right now I'm up against my youngest son's mom in a custody battle that is going to be a doozy and it's going to cost a shitload of money. But um, but I'm going after judges. I'm going out like I'm not I'm not doing this. Oh, I'm altering orders. Bullshit. I'm going for judges that made improper rulings. You know, I'm I'm doing what's called a writ of mandamus against a judge that uh, his order was fraudulent and against his oath. Um, and so hopefully I can make some judges fucking heads roll. Get them kicked <laughs> That's off good, man. I, I've been there. I've been there with you, man. I, I had to yeah. fight for my for my oldest. Like when it he sucks, was little, dude. I took I mean, especially in California, dude, and especially where we were at, like his mom started doing drugs and they didn't give a shit. And then she would, she was like breaking and entering and doing some shit. They didn't give a shit. Like she was just, she was doing, she was getting arrested every couple of weeks. They didn't give a shit. They were like, you've got a dick. She's got a pussy. She's got the baby. And yeah. uh, I just had to fight her and fight her and fight her. And eventually she started using harder drugs. And she was, anyways, long story short, I've had him full physical and legal custody since he was 18 months. Nice. So Good job, he's been dude. mine. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, man, the family court systems are such a sham. It's so insane. The disrespect good fathers get is yeah. madness because they paint us, they paint us all as the the cokehead drug dealing piece of shit father. You know, the the worst of the worst they've ever seen, everybody gets viewed through that that lens. Yeah. Um, and the, and it's and the, the best judges. mother they've ever seen is the one <laughs> is yep. the way they judge them. Yeah, and yeah. it's just yeah, it's it's like the exact opposite with the mom. But we're living in a patriarchy, Moral Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By what measure? 
<laughs> That's what I want to know. If we're living in a patriarchy, by what fucking measure is it a patriarchy? I'd like to know that. And if there's some white privilege, could somebody fucking <laughs> deal that shit out to me? Because I must have gotten skipped. <laughs> I don't think I was, I don't think I went to the meeting that day or something. Um, but they they passed over me with that white privilege shit. Maybe it's because I got freaking Native American blood in me and they didn't like it. Oh, shit, man. Oh, uh, just recently, I, I fucking appeared on my buddy show. We we read this terrible book called White Fragility. And you know, <laughs> we, we did a fucking critique of, yeah, Robin D'Angelo's book. Jesus Christ. Oh, that sounds oh, terrible. Like torch. <laughs> <laughs> I read it twice. Oh, oh was, good God. Terrible. Just glutton for punishment. <laughs> I got 10 pages in. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Like, I hate that shit so much when they have to do that that I couldn't even watch Dave Chappelle's new freaking uh, special. It was I was like five minutes in and he's just like smashing on white people and like I'm black and rich. And, and it's just like, dude, oh, I'm done. Like, you're not even funny anymore, dude. It's, like, it's funny just... to see the fight. It's really like a rising right now between uh, like black leftists and gay leftists because they try to they try to say we're all one big rainbow and we're all united but those two don't like each other man like i like i was listening or i was on twitter today and like somebody was throwing out like uh some controversial tweets from Whoopi goldberg because like this isn't the first time that she oh, yeah yeah and dude one of them was like uh gays stole uh black history month from black people and made it gay or something like that and <laughs> I was like based. Well, the secret <laughs> the secret is is when you look at the left, they are exactly what they claim they're not. And so they are the most hateful, intolerant group of people that you will ever come across. They just work really hard at pretending they're not. That's it. The, they don't tolerate anybody. They don't accept anybody. They hate everybody, including themselves. No matter Especially what they, themselves. Yeah, no matter what group they belong to. Like, they're just garbage. The first time I saw, like, chinks in the armor as far as... Because I, I used to be a good little progressive. See, that was racist. Little, I used to be a little Bernie <laughs> Sanders. Uh, but uh, I used to hang out with, uh, with my... You know, because I'm... I was a chef and I was in the Portland area. So I knew lots of like gay line cooks and stuff. And uh, my chef was gay. And then my other chef was a lesbian and listening to them talk shit about each other was the funniest fucking thing. And like all of the lesbians that I'd hang out with would shit all over the gay guys and vice versa. And they're like, my, my lesbian friends were like, yeah, those fucking fags. Look at those twinks. And I was like, I thought you guys were all together. <laughs> nope yeah and they're all sitting there like sitting back like sipping whiskey and then like my gay friends are ordering like strawberry daiquiris and it's funny watching them pretend to be each other and (laughs) no it's all and it's all fake for acceptance you know i think it's i think most of that culture is just to kind of um have some fringe thing about you and make everybody accept you yeah, I mean, I mean, some of them are definitely clearly gay, but some of them are also. I think it's like, uh, it, it's definitely like a, a way to have a personality if you don't have one, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I saw, I saw a tranny 
the other day at a taco shop and I said, that's a dude that was uninteresting and got no attention. And so he decided There's a lot to of that, man. Chick. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then there are the crazy ones, man. They just they just are what they are. And like sure. I've known a lot of those illness, guys too. Yeah, there's there's some clear mill too. They're fun it. too, man. Like I, I I was like I used to my best friend's gay, like grew up with him. So we'd go out to the gay bars. I'd go out with him and uh, dude, the wild shit that that we'd see, those people are fucking nuts, man, but they're fun. They're fucking fun. Sure. You're doing like, Oh man, one night we got like, we were doing fucking lines of Coke in a graveyard, drinking margaritas with a bunch of trannies. (laughs) <laughs> and it was, it was just uh, wild, man. And they were yeah. fucking putting Molly up their ass and doing all kinds of crazy shit. I was like, well, yeah. this is interesting. Well, it's it's uh it's all part of the depravity of culture and society. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, before done, I, it was been yeah. done to us intentionally. It really has, man. And it really is like a degrading of the culture and a degrading of like the whole moral system. Like they, they have to destroy morals. And uh, I mean, as I've gotten older, I've, Personally, I've come back to uh, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm a Christian now, and, like, I don't do any of those things any longer. But, you know, I still love those people. I still wish the best for those people. But I don't participate, and I don't, you know, I can't really even really hang out with them anymore. Yeah. I look at at stuff like that, and I go, you know, I I used to be in that. And if I could have a... If I could have a talk with my younger self, I'd fucking slap myself in the face <laughs> and be like, bro, snap out of it, you dumbass. There's so much more important shit you could be doing. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, I wasted fun. a I lot of my stories. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got some great ones, man. One of these days, stuff. I'll talk about uh, doing some coke with the, with an ex-Portland mayor with some black strippers. Nice. Uh, that's Which well, I'm not. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's an interesting story, dude. I, that's what I lived for in my early 20s. I was just like, I'm gonna get. Let's get wild. Like this is how I used to start my nights, man. Because I was working graveyard shifts at this one restaurant, uh, this 24 hour spot, and so like uh, Monday nights were like karaoke was like karaoke night at this bar called the TARDIS room. It was like a doctor who themed bar. I was probably like 22, 23. And uh, like how we would start the night is like, I would take like a fucking eighth of shrooms and then I would down two four locos. And then we would jump on the fucking on the Metro. We'd jump on the max and we'd head down to the bars. And that was, that was pregame. And then it got weird. I'm impressed that you could find your way out of that bar. In that state. Okay, so if you're not familiar with that bar, there's like 20 rooms in it. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) It's a fun bar to go into, but like you get lost easily. Wow. Uh, I've done some crazy shit, but I mean, I I don't know. That was just a Monday night, man. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I've done 10 hits. We used to do 10 strips in an evening. You know, we would acid was huge in the early '90s, so you know we would buy pages of acid and and knock it out in a weekend, um, just to, between like five of us, and just get fucking crazy with shit. <laughs> um, and it was fun, man. There was there was a lot of insane shit that happened. Um, we we the like <laughs> we went to the Blair Witch Project when it came out. And uh, 
we we went there and i i don't remember if we were tripping or not but um we went in with a joint and it was like opening night so it was fucking packed and we went in trying to find a seat there were like three or four of us and we couldn't find four seats together and so we just went and sat at the back of the theater and lit up a joint and started passing it back and forth in the theater watching the movie and as soon as we got done with the joint and flicked it down like the the seats in front of us um a fucking sheriff walked in <laughs> like right when we flicked the joint out and he was like y'all need to find a seat and we we're like okay and we just scattered um just super fucked up just got done blazing um man i, I could tell stories all day about the 90s dude that was a wild time so we'll have to get together one of these days and just have old freaking story time about the 90s the 90s were a blast man like it was a free-for-all then you know dude the 90s were a different time man i was pretty i was pretty young but the 90s were a fucking different time dude it was happy-go-lucky it was free man i i still remember what uh like air like what fucking flights were like before 9-11 yeah dude Dude, and there was show up and drugs were everywhere Everywhere. It was so easy to get anything you wanted. Anything you wanted. If you wanted heroin, coke, meth. Uh, dude, I had a guy that, because I, I grew up in in a small town called College Station, where uh, the Texas A&M is. And there was this dude that was like some engineer, uh, engineer student at Texas A&M. He drove a little yellow beetle. I'll never forget it. I forget the dude's name, but he he drove a yellow bug and I could call him at any time, any day. And I could give him a grocery list of shit. I'd be like, I need two pages of acid. I need 10 hits of ecstasy. I need an eight ball. I need a quarter ounce of weed and I need fucking 12 grams of shrooms. And he'd be like, all right, I'll be there in 30 minutes. And yep. he'd just show up. Just, <laughs> there you go. Like, Fuck. Those are the guys to know, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> it was fantastic. I'd just make one phone call and I could have anything I wanted within 30 minutes. It was great. I remember when I was a young teenager. Oh, this is back in... I'm from... Well, my hometown's Eureka, California, so I'm from Humboldt County, so nice. we had some serious fucking weed. And there was one guy that I got to know, a little Asian dude, and him and his little buddies, dude, they were like, this fucked up. And... But they were they were crop thieves, and so like they would be waiting. They'd wait until somebody's fucking crop was like ready to go. They go go in with guns, take everything, go. And so they were trying to get rid of it quick, real quick. So they'd always call me up and give me a fucking deal, dude. They were selling me ounces for like dude eighty bucks back in the day, and that was a fucking deal back in the day. Yeah, like we. Dude. I was like. 14 years old sitting on fucking pounds of weed like <laughs> of good cali bugs, weed man. good cali weed I, we were in best. texas we we didn't get that good cali weed until the late 90s early 2000s man what we got was that brick weed Dude, from america didn't even like the rest of america didn't know what good weed was until like maybe like 10 years ago well, maybe it's been more Probably like 15, 20, 20 now. Yeah. 20, yeah, give or take. It was right around 2000, uh, early 2000s, where uh, it was kind, bud. It was kind. I got some kind. 
And yeah. that was that was the good shit that was from the the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It was kind. Uh and uh because yeah, all we had was just shaky bullshit fucking swag from Mexico when I was growing up. And so you'd roll blunts with that shit and just get high as fuck. And yeah, you'd still, I didn't you'd realize still how high, good I had it, but... you know, <laughs> especially back then, dude. I was spoiled yeah. as shit. Yeah, border states got brick weed, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd go out of town and I'd visit people. Like even in Sacramento, like the rest of Northern California didn't have the same weed, man. I'd smoke somebody else's weed. I'd be like, this is shit. This yeah. is garbage. People would come back from either Colorado or California, and I'd yeah. make sure it'd be like, hey, bring me back some of that good stuff. Yeah, just find some hippies. I mean, that's... <laughs> well, that was the saddest part, man, because like, I used to be able to hang out. There's this little college town in Humboldt County called Arcata, and there's this little place called the Plaza, and it's like this little like square where all the hippies would hang out and it was chill as fuck dude and there was always there was hobos and then there was actual hippies and then just weirdos and and artsy leftist freaks and weirdos and you could just go to anyone and just fucking find the best weed in the world and then like by the time i left which was it's been over a decade they had just like put in a flight like a direct flight from Los Angeles to Arcata, like to the Arcata airport. And then you started seeing like actual fucking thugs and shit. Like there was like dummies that thought they were gangsters and stuff out there. I was probably one of them when I was in high school. Uh, and, but then there actually was like full on fucking thugs out there, dude. And like, I remember I bought some weed from, from one of the hippies and like this black dude was like shaking down the hobos. And like, he was like, co- he was collecting tax because he owned the plaza now. So every time they would have to sell some weed, like I saw that the price had jumped and I was like, what the fuck's up? Because these guys were having to like, I think they were giving like 25%, 30, 40%, whatever their fucking sales were to these dudes. And it's shitty, man. That was, that's when it started going downhill. As soon as they started those like direct, those direct flights from LA, because it was almost like a little hidden enclave because it's really far north up there. Like they would have to yeah. make. I mean, there there was dudes from L.A., but they're gonna have to take a fucking drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking it's all amen. downhill from there. The good old days, man. Now California's a fucking cesspool, dude. Dude, California it's used got to be worse. Cool Everything used to be cool as shit, though. So how do we recreate I, I, the '90s? How do we do this? <laughs> We're working on it. Well, I, dude, honestly, I'd rather go back to like the. The 50s. What I tell people is like the 50s and 60s without all the racism um, would be great because music was good. The cars were fucking cool. Like women were curvaceous and men had respect and, and like your your word meant something. And like shit was shit was awesome back in the 50s and 60s dude that sh- that time was badass man the clothes were cool the, the clothes were fucking cool. cool like everything was cool back then so dude and people were fucking educated back then too like mm-hmm. you could be a plumber but you would fucking have read the classics right you know what i mean you yeah. would have fucking you you knew the classics you'd read at least people you know read yeah <laughs> they don't read yeah. back then and people don't now people read headlines and facebook posts People don't read books. People don't Dude, try the younger, to The younger audience doesn't even do that, man. Yeah. They're not even on Facebook and Twitter. They're on TikTok. TikTok. They saw TikTok yeah. about it. So yeah. they can... 
Yeah, when it's I see an, when I see an adult that's like, "Oh, I saw this TikTok video," I'm just like, "Pedo." <laughs> <laughs> that's what my what first thought I get is like anytime I see a, an adult male my age that's on TikTok, I'm like, there's something wrong with here. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's dude, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I'll watch YouTube videos on how to do something, but yeah, I ain't on TikTok. Like, uh-uh. there uh, is my... some, I have been sent some TikTok videos where I'm like, okay, you know, there's some people trying to wake people up on TikTok. So that's they really cool. are, man. There are some people doing some good work on there. My son will actually be the one to show me and stuff. Like, he came to me actually not that long ago. He goes, man, I think the earth might be flat, Dad. I've heard this, this, nice. this, and this. I was like, that's interesting. I'm talking to a guy later this week. So, yeah, tell your son everything is parallel. <laughs> So uh, let's get, so I don't know how much more time you got. We're over an hour, but uh, can we talk a little bit of the ice wall? Can we talk a little bit? Sure. Like, tell me, uh, I'm curious about, cause I know there's different flavors, different like theories as far as like flat earth goes. Uh, do you think there, are we like, is there a fucking globe over us? Like is. I, yeah. I, I lean towards a, a firmament. What I've, what I've started thinking about lately is, um, my theory on the on the firmament is that it is possibly the abyss that the fallen were cast into you know so the biblical narrative is that uh the fallen angels were cast into the abyss for a thousand years by god and they were sent there kind of as a rehabilitation center so i i'm under you know, of course, it's all theories. I can't prove any of this shit, but it's just uh, a preponderance of evidence and a lot of fucking thinking. Um, when when these narratives say that, you know, and it's the Septuagint, it's the ancient Hebrew writings that say that, you know, they kind of use the same terms where it's the fallen were cast into the abyss. And I, you know, people think that that's like broadcasted, like thrown into the abyss. Well, I think they were cast like you would cast a sculpture or you would cast your arm. Um, it contains something. And so I think they were cast into the abyss and maybe the abyss is the firmament and we are just projections um, of those fallen onto this realm. And this is the rehabilitation center. Um, and we are projections of those souls or whatever that are in the firmament. Um, but as far as are we uh, the fallen angels? Is that what possibly, you're saying? Possibly, That's, yes. I was just thinking that when you were talking about that, I was like, what if we were the fucking fallen angels and we didn't even know it? Yeah, I think we're the demons. I possible. mean, humanity has only shown that we're, <laughs> we're capable of some pretty fucking dark shit. Well, we're we're very in, we're insanely powerful beings and we're our power is stifled constantly through spraying through chemicals in our food and our toothbrush and toothpaste and literally everywhere we're poisoned uh, and i think it's to keep us low vibration to keep us from being able to be what we're supposed to be like i even think we can fly um because i think we're just projections so it you know tesla said that if you want to figure out this realm you have to think in frequency vibration and energy and everything is a vibration right like my voice reaching your ears right now 
All yeah. I'm doing is making sound waves that are causing vibrations in this microphone right here that are then being transported to your ears. And you're, it's, it's being put into a speaker that is repeating those vibrations. So everything is a vibration. Light is a vibration. Sound is a vibration. Eyesight that we see is a vibration. It's our, our eyes are picking up vibrations and our brain are tra is translating them. So everything is about vibration. Um, so all we have to do is figure it out and we can read people's thoughts. We can fly. We can teleport. We can do all of this stuff. I truly believe that we can. Um, I think Jesus, if he was a real person, he was just a messenger to tell us what we're capable of because he walked on water. He healed the sick. He made the blind see. He turned water into wine and he told us that we will do greater things than he has done. Yeah. So I think he was more possibly just, you know, not necessarily the son of God, but just a messenger. And I do think he was the son of God, but, so, <laughs> but and, and, I mean, no, think I about no proof either way. So, yeah, neither you know. do I. <laughs> but uh, what I do find fascinating too, though, is like, let's say that um, I mean, because all of what you just said about Jesus is true, and that is the filtered version that we've gotten. Right. So that's the that's which the is really book that you get when you're a kid. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the scrubbed the, version. Yeah, that's the Sunday school version yeah. of it all. So um, I'm really curious what was taken out, you know, and like, uh, yeah, um, yeah. you can read like the um, the Ethiopian Bible still has the book Enoch in it and maybe one other book, I think. Uh, but you really got to go way beyond people that are reading the King James Bible and taking it for full cloth. It's like you're missing a lot. You know, you need to go to the Septuagint. You need to go to the ancient text. What, the, what the hell is the Septuagint? It's the ancient text of what okay. the Bible has come from. You know, the Bible, the Bible is a culmination of a bunch of different things that were found. So, you know, yeah. you got the dead. And a lot scrolls. of it is worth word of mouth and stories, yeah. right? And it, that were written into the Torah and. It was basically written mostly off of the Dead Sea Scrolls and then, you know, the ancient Sumerian tablets and some there was a lot of Hebrew, ancient Hebrew scripts, and they just kind of collected it all into the Bible. Um, so people that people act like it was something that was handed down by God himself. And it's like, no. This is a collection of stories written by men that was just put all together. I think anyone serious says it was inspired um, story. They were inspired by God. Been, yeah. yeah, I mean, it could have been. It yeah. could have been inspired by something that was perceived as a God. Um, yeah. You know, again. Well, I mean, I'm things... even willing to consider, like, because like, the more I've done uh, research into, like, Saturn, I mean, Yahweh is probably Saturn. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but this so is all, this I'm going to go worship Saturn realm. tomorrow. <laughs> so there's, if you go, like you said, the ice wall, there's some maps you can look at um, that, that show realms outside of ours. Excuse me. Outside of ours. Outside of the ice ring, there's other lands. And there's one that's like, Terra de Mara, which is land of Mars. Um, there's, uh, I forget. I was I was on a, a show on Tuesday, and and he had a map pulled up, and it was really awesome. Um, but you know, it's it's the outer space. It's the space outside of our realm. 
is what outer space is. Interesting, and, man. And any so things that we see um, that are UFOs or aliens could just be creatures from outside of our realm. You know that I, I give a little bit of credit to the infinite plane theory because. Who knows? It could go on forever. It could go on relatively forever. Um, but then there's there's some maps that show realms like ours um, and our three surrounding realms, and then there and that's like a bubble, right? Um, but inside of our bubble, there's like three or four realms, and so there's that bubble, and then there's another bu- another bubble next to it that's got a couple realms in it, and another one. But there's like thirteen of them on these maps and so that could be the 13 royal bloodlines are bloodlines from each one of those realms and they're all controlling and self in interbreeding with each bloodline um you know are they actual reptilians from other realms or is that just an allegory who knows yeah um, are they all humanoids maybe maybe not um I just don't know. Like, it's all theory, right? It's all based on shit that I've heard, things that I've researched, um, things I've looked into. And and so I just form these ideas because, like I said, I I know some things and and then the rest of my shit is all just theories and ideas based on research. Um, And the things that I know that I claim that I know are only things that I can prove. And that's like this much. Totally. Um, you totally. know, so I yeah. can prove this realm is flat, but what is this realm? Like, yeah. is it a simulation? Is it a projection of another realm? Is Do you it... have any? Uh, so let's speculate here. Do you have any theories? Like, what are aliens, man? I what, think what's aliens, your thoughts on that? I, I just think aliens are possibly from other realms, either outside of our realm or possibly from the ocean. Um, hmm. I think there could be oceanic realms that we don't know about because we've we've we know nothing about the oceans. Like there's so much undiscovered land in underwater that we have no idea what could be under there. And they tell us everything, right? So uh, the the recent Aquaman movie, there's you know Atlantis is is sunk and under the ocean, which and then there's a lot of shows and movies and stuff like that. So. I, I think there definitely could be something to uh, what is it? It's uh we talked about it early. Fucking Jar Jar Bings, isn't it his realm underwater? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, you know, they tell us this shit all the time, all the time, and they tell us for a reason. So, I, I think there definitely could be underwater realms as well, and maybe yeah. that's what aliens are. Maybe aliens are time travelers, and they're you know yeah they're us I mean from. They're exactly. us from either a previous time or a future time yeah. that are are teleporting here either to tell us a message or track our progress or something. Um, or come back know. and control and change the future. And, and try to, you know, yeah. very butterfly effect type shit, you know, where they're coming back to change a single thing to alter the future. And maybe that's why we have Mandela effect. Hey, that's what right? I was going to say. Yeah, where things just shift where, and change. Yeah, where you're yeah. like, no, 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 no. I remember this shit. Because I was on a podcast recently and, and they were like, uh, John Madden died. And I was like, John Madden died like fucking 10 years ago. And they're like, no, they didn't. He just died the other day. And I was like, no, 
Like, I have a specific <laughs> memory of John Madden dying, and I played John Madden that day in remembrance of John Madden. Like, I have a specific fucking memory of this happening. And they were like, nah, he just died like two days ago. And I was like, what the fuck? And somebody I was on the panel with was like, yeah, he died like 10 years ago. I was like, see, somebody else remembers. Like, they just went back and messed with stuff a little bit and a couple of us still fucking remember you know and then it's just called mandela effect oh it's wild man and yeah sometimes how much do you think is that a psychological trick too though i mean i i bet like you know how you know 1984 war is peace you know that sort of thing Mm -hmm. like do you think that they like reintroduce things and kind of just fuck with it a little bit just to see if we'll buy it you know and just like I mean, because I, I was thinking about those psychological tests that they like they did some experiments that they'd run and like I, I'm trying to I'll try to give you guys an example. So it's like there's like eight people in a room and one guy walks up to the other one and punches him. And there's one person that isn't in on this, right? She's the test subject. Right. And so the anyways, the control guy comes back and says, Hey, what happened? And then everybody points to the dude that got punched. And said he punched that guy, and okay. and and so and you see this lady, she's trying to figure it out in her head, and she just goes, and then she, and then they ask her, is that what happened? And she's like, yes, you know, right. <laughs> and, and you see yeah. it, and you watch it in real time, and then you and she probably changed the memory in her head. She goes, oh yeah, that's what happened, I guess, right, you um, know. The- the 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 group think mentality that you can have they've done tons of studies about this where they've had controlled groups and they've entered one person that isn't in the controlled group and seeing what happens um there was uh there was a really big one that went around a few years ago of some guy that came in and he first kind of started saying like, no, 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 that's not how it happened. But then like, as people would talk about, he, he just completely was just like, Oh, well, I guess. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. I guess I am wrong. You know? And then what's fascinating too, is like, there was a small percentage of people that would, they'd be like, no, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. You know? And, but it was a really small percentage. And I wonder if those are, th- that's us. Yep, we're right. that small percentage. That... Right. And then it comes down to, you know, there's been massive amounts of, of genetic testing in the past handful of years with 23andMe and, you know, all of this stuff. And then through COVID testing, uh, there's been this mass testing scale. What are they trying to find? Like, are they trying to find the ones that won't go along? Are they trying to go find the ones that, uh, like, is it a genetic marker that makes us the way we are? Or is yeah. it, you know, like, is it something they could find genetically? And that's what they're trying to do? So you could call it cultural. You could call it whatever you want. But, you know, I mean, whatever you want to call it as far as, like, the nature-nurture argument, right? But right. to be honest with you, dude, like, I have a brother, um, that my mom had to give up for adoption when she was a teenager and we didn't find him again until like I was probably 15 or something like that. And I got to meet my brother, me and him are so goddamn similar. Like every man in my family are 
very fucking similar in the ways that we are very anti-authority. Like he's a fucking libertarian. His kids are not fucking vaccinated. He like he's on awesome. fucking point. And like we, it just happens to be that way. And like my son is very fucking militantly anti-authoritarian. Just like if you're if you're trying to tell him some bullshit, you better have a good reason why. You have to come with him with logic and evidence, and then he'll take your fucking word for it and be like, okay. But if you don't, right. he'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Right. And like, and that's, that's my genes right there. That's my little mini me. It's just, I think there's, it is a genetic thing. There's got to be something about it with genetics. And that's why they want to jab everyone. They want to force everybody to jab because it's they a genetic weed out the modification. Yeah, right. absolutely, dude. And, well, but, and like, you know, also the, like the military, the way that they're weeding them out. Mm -hmm. they, yeah. Well, you know, you know, we've talked about them resetting history. Mm -hmm. there's there's a very valuable phrase that you have to remember the meek shall inherit the earth so they want to just do do away with the strong and leave only the meek and then they reset it and the meek are easily to easy to mold and manipulate so there i i've heard at least arguments that meek is not what the way we think it is so meek at least like the meek will inherit the earth is like a uh it's saying that they're peaceful but they choose to be peaceful it's like Maybe. we're dangerous like i have a sword and i could kill you and i choose not to it's, it's a, a so meek has a different uh meaning than we do here now so the meek are like the ones that have self-control the ones that it, aren't it could just be an yeah. inversion it yeah. could be yet another inversion but by our textbook definition of me, now, yeah. it is easily manipulated, easily moldable. The ones that'll go along, you know, that's what the meek are. The meek are the people that will just go along. You know, the go along to get along crowd. That's what it is. To you know, about. another thing that I saw that was really fucking fascinating, and obviously they're doing this sort of shit, but like, I just fucking read an article about it that like, um, I think it, it might just be people in the federal government, but I think it might be just people in general, people that have been filing for uh, religious exemptions. They're taking, they're, they're collecting a database of, course. of every single motherfucker that put in a religious exemption. And oh yeah. It's like Mao's grievance rule. Like, yeah, like they're just, if you put yourself on a list, they, then they know where to find you. Yeah, like, dude, like, I'm so I glad I didn't do that. that. I got close. I was going to do it. and I know a lot of people that have fucking gotten CHLs, you know, con concealed handgun license and, and all of this shit. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you well, doing that? Yeah, and that's like, fucked, well, dude. You know, they do the FBI check on this. you. And... and I'm just like, uh-uh, man, fuck yeah. that shit. I don't, like, like where do you think they're going to get their list from? <laughs> like, if yeah. they're going to round up guns, they're going to start with the people that they know have guns. Yeah, like all my. It's guns why are if I carry, I open carry. Yeah, dude. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't hide my shit, dude. I got yeah. a shoulder holster, and I just wear that shit loud and proud. Like, well, see, Texas is. Yeah. I think I guarantee you guys have better gun laws than fucking Oregon does. Not up until only. Uh, not up until recently, dude. Only since September have we had constitutional carry. Like That's, it's been brand yeah. new. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You guys could carry swords before you guys could carry guns. Huh? I, yep. I remember hearing that. I thought that you was could carry a long badass. rifle. Like it was okay to carry a long rifle. 
uh, because that falls under different rules. But as far as handguns go, you could not open carry and you had to have a license to open carry. And even with concealed carry, you had to have a license to conceal carry. And like it was a bunch of shit. We just got freaking constitutional carry. Um, but you know, I, I take my gun with me all the time anyway. So fuck them. I, I don't, I don't follow their rules. Their rules have no power over my, over my actions. So, as Thomas Jefferson said, um, when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. So, yep. like, fuck them. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel that, man. I, I refuse to do things out of fear. Like, I'm just not going to. You don't get to manipulate me through fear. Like, mm -mm. like I'm just going to do me, and I do me. I mean, I, I dude, I don't register my vehicles, and instead... I have a Texas penal code book where my registration goes. Like I, you're supposed to have a sticker and I just have a Texas penal code book stuck right in my window. So it, when a cop looks over at my, at my car to see my registration, he sees a Texas penal code book and knows I know my shit and leaves me alone. And for the most part, it works. Uh, I like so, that a lot, Moral Bob. I gotta yeah. fucking, I gotta do more research when it comes to being sovereign and not, yeah. Dude, know your laws, <laughs> like, like even before you're able to become sovereign, if you know the laws, like most of what the government do is illegal by their rules. So if you know the rules they're supposed to play by, then you can call them out all the time. Like you can tell them to fuck off by their own rules. So I have my Texas Penal Code book, and I have Texas Criminal and Traffic Law Manual also that sits in my console. Like, so I, if I get pulled over, I'm just like, like, not. Nah, mm -mm. You could, if you can show me in one of these books where I did something wrong or where you have the power to stop me from doing what I'm doing, cool. Point it out to me. But if you can't, then fuck right off. Like, see you later, dude. Like, I'm not playing your damn game. Um. So, yeah, you know, and in Texas, like if you know your local laws, the, the cool thing about knowing your local laws is I don't register my vehicles and I do it completely legally because uh, Texas law 502.003 states that you don't need to register. Uh, what is it? Hold on. Um, no local city or municipality can enforce registration or licensure laws unless you are transporting people for compensation. So. Now, I, I think that leaves state troopers out of the loop. So a state trooper could enforce license or registration laws. Um, but your local beat cops can't. Interesting. Um, so I roll around unregistered everywhere. And I don't really have to worry about it. I still have a license plate on my truck, which I'm, I'm soon going to move. Uh, because I want to make a sticker for my life. I'm going to put, I'm not even going to move it. I'm just going to put a sticker over my license plate that says, I do not consent. Um, and just, like, no, like, no, I'm not playing this game with you anymore. Like you just can, you can piss right off. Moral uh, Bob, I wish you luck with that. Let's <laughs> put a fucking target on your back. Yeah, you man. It, man. I've had a target on my back for a long time. They can come and get me. Uh, I, I kicked a bunch of the local cops. Like I, I, I had a, a little snafu uh, with the local cops right after I moved into the house I'm in now. And uh, I made, you know, 15, 15 to 20 cops with guns drawn kick rocks. I was just like, y'all get the fuck out of here. They kept telling me to go inside or I was going to jail. I was like, no, dude, they, 
they wanted to flex their authority on me and I wasn't having it. Like, no, I'm not going to, you're going to shoot me in front of my kids. No, you're not. Moral vibe, like, you're lucky you're not black, buddy, because I think you might have got shot. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I think that's just a, a preconceived notion that we have, because cops kill more white people than they kill black people. They do, yeah. By a large amount. Like So, like, it's it's a staggering amount more. It's like four times as many. Um, so, people that are like, oh, cops are racist and they kill black people. Well, they kill white people four times as much, so... Um, you know, I, I don't know that you could call them racist if black people are, are not the lead group that they kill. So, and, and what's weird is when you look into that statistic is cops kill people at almost exact, exactly their percentage in the population. So white people make up about 60 to 70 percent of the population and there's 60 to 70 percent of the people that get killed by cops uh black people make up about 10 to 12 percent of the population and they're about 10 to 12 percent of the people that kill get killed by cops you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you the, know problem the, the, cops. the problem is the cops the problem is the cops that's the problem you know it's clearly the cops you know I, and i tell people i'm like all right because, you know, I've had this conversation with status and they're just like, well, you know, the cops come into contact with a lot of people and they're in dangerous situations and blah, 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 blah. Uh, first of all, cops don't make the top 20 list for dangerous jobs. Um, and second of all, um, they fucking act like it. If <laughs> if you apply the same standard to a private organization and which I use Walmart. Because people say, well, you know, cops kill a thousand people a year, but they come in contact with millions of people a year. So it's a drop in the bucket. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go with something that's comparable. Uh, Walmart sees a minimum of probably a hundred million customers a year, right? Minimum. Um, and if Walmart killed a thousand people a year, how fast do you think they would go out of business? Like, yeah. Do you think there would be a second year that they killed a thousand people? Probably. I not. don't know. That might be. Maybe. Well, they slowly, yeah, <laughs> the and baby. they slowly do. But they would correct their behavior with the their Krispy Kremes. Organization and is they would see their, their profits and soda pop. The thing about Walmart <laughs> is they would kill a thousand people, see their profits plummet, and they would immediately change their behavior so their profits would come back up. How many people die on Black Friday every year? <laughs> Right, that's possible, but that's not necessarily I don't think a thousand Walmart's people, fault. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's not necessarily the vendor's fault, though. That's just stupid ass people. So, if if somebody gets trampled in Walmart, that's not Walmart's fault. That's humans. That's just dirty ass, dumb humans. <laughs> like we are the dumbest fucking creatures that have ever graced this world. It's insane. We're like, fallen angels, man. And 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 what's funny is we're getting dumber. Uh, we're getting dumber. We're getting weaker. We're getting men are getting less testosterone. Like we're on this downward trajectory. It's it's not looking good. Um, but I, the I, I think we're about to hit the water like a skipping stone and and about to bounce right off of it and come back up. But you know, well, we're the remnant, man. That's why you yeah, got to yeah. I well, think you got to have a couple more, moral Bob. You got to yep. make the clan. And I will, man. Like, uh, we try. We try like hell. So, 
it's not for a lack of trying i can tell you that so i will probably have a couple more kids man and they're going to be natural born sovereign citizens and they're not going to have to deal i tell this to tony all the time man he's got to get hitched and start making babies man don't look for it though (laughs) yeah i've I've looked for women yeah i've looked for women and that never went right (laughs) my wife found me it's true man it's it was a time in my life where i had like come back to Jesus. I had started going back to church. I had started like taking care of myself. I had started like uh, changing things about my behavior and like, and different things in my life. And that's when my wife met me, man. That's where she found me. You know, we met at church and yeah, dude, you just got to not look. I I had given up on dating. I had given up on everything. And I was sitting at my brother's house and this beautiful bell bottom wearing girl came strolling in and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, you yeah, know, yeah. We just, I was just like, holy shit. I, I went to my sister-in-law. I was like, dude, you didn't tell me you had hot friends. Like, what the fuck? Like, you've been holding out on me. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, and that's, that's how it, it all started. I wasn't even looking. Like, I was done. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to be the bachelor dad. I'm just going to be done dating. Like, I don't care anymore. And she just came in like a fucking hurricane and changed my whole life. So uh, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. And that's what's put me on this trajectory of becoming sovereign and getting out of the city and, you know, uh, having chickens. Like you said, you have chickens, man. Having chickens is one of the greatest things ever, man. Raise chickens, folks. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm building a new fucking coop in my backyard tomorrow. So Yeah, I've got yep. That's probably going to be my next weekend project because it's everything's a little frozen right now. But yeah, I need to I need to upgrade my coop cuz my chickens are they're not real happy in this tiny ass little coop that I got them. There there's 15 of them in a coop that can handle that was supposed to be uh only able to handle 10. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they manage, they're fine. Um, and they cuddle with each other too when it's cold. So they're, fine. yeah. And it yeah. keeps them warm. It yeah. gets warm as shit in there for sure. So anyway, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. My wife, <laughs> she's, she's bugging. She's I'm getting ready. the text messages too. Everybody's hungry. I got to go make dinner. All right, All right, brother. Well, thanks for having me, man. This has been a goddamn blast, man. We'll have to talk again soon. Let's do it, brother. It. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Later. And we're done.